Welcome to Midday Cafe. I'm Terrell Barnes. And I'm Mike Gennati. And this week, I'm very excited. We have a very cool topic. We're going to be talking about employee listening and people analytics strategies. One of my favorites. One of your favorites. Yes. But before we get into that, uh, a couple of things. So we've been trying to iterate as we go through. And one of the things I know is uh, I got feedback actually from Mrs. Gennati. Oh. She said that I, she said, you know, because I use my hands a lot. Mm -hmm. I, it, I do too. It, there you go. Yeah. See, we're we, too, we're two hands, yes. demonstrative. But she said, I have a tendency to, to come over with my, she said, look, I was going to hit you. So uh -oh. she said, no more of this. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, We'll avoid, I'm going to try to avoid that. I'll keep my hands in, in this sphere. In your own personal space. My own personal <laughs> space over here. Um, but you, anything going on this week that you've had? Uh, it's been a nice week. It's uh, the first week of our new physical. Yes, it is. We actually got a quiet week. So yep. no meetings, um, just time to, to like learn um, yep. and do like focus work. And uh, so kind of a more of a recovery week, right? If you, yeah. in terms of like, you think about this in um, training. Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually, so recovery week at work and also a build week. I, I got in 150 miles this week. Wow. Like on the bike. Yeah, on the bike. <sighs> Some really good, the Roan Mountain ride. And then we did uh, another, an app, we call it the Ash County Loop uh -huh. in West Jefferson. Um, and then we did uh, the Wednesday night ride, which is. A, but now you're down here officially now, right? I'm back and forth. Or you're still back, back and, forth. and forth. Okay. I'm just gonna be back and forth. So. So you're yeah. you're gonna be looking for local ridage. Um, I don't know. I, I might keep riding in the mountains. It feels okay. safer. It's I, I like to climb. I'm training for the a big ride in Italy. So I'm gonna ride some of the big Italian really? alpine climbs. Yes. Oh. Stelvio and some wow. others. So I've got to keep riding in the mountains. Okay, and 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 I will agree. It it, it does seem that it's safer because you have less traffic yeah. up there, and uh, I do know like I live right over the lake, yeah, uh, right on the other side, and it's in the mornings. It is crazy. Mm -hmm. Two, four lanes total, wow. um, but a lot of times there's groups of bikers riding, and it's nonstop traffic, and there's the people. Right. On the and you know what, phones Mike? and you can't text on in the mountains. You can't text and drive or you'll go off the road. Yeah. So it's an added little safety yeah. measure. Yeah. And I actually had my wife had which is weird. We both have had people we knew in high school who were killed oh, by a driver. So um sweet. riding because I say a prayer every time. People are Yeah. Just not paying mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. It is definitely dangerous. Please share the road. Yes. So that's cool. So you had that. Yeah. I had. How was your week? I have had, uh, well, this whole recovery week's been great. Um, I've been getting work done, working. I actually did the little thing here on oh, our I screen. Oh, like nice. I added that and a little coffee. Um, so kicked off some things. I worked on some demos in my demo environments, building some things out. And I've been dealing with our crazy psycho puppy. So she got spayed on Monday. Yeah. She didn't, that didn't calm her down a little bit to 
So the, they the told us you had, she had to be a conehead dog for two weeks, oh. right? And they said, no, like it was Monday. So since 4th of July was the next day, rather than keep her overnight, which they normally do, they asked us to take her home. And they said, she has to be totally calm. You can't let her jump, do any of this or that. And they gave us trazodone. <laughs> Wow. Right? To so give her twice a day. A tranquilizer, right? A tranquilizer to keep her drugged up. And they gave us two weeks worth of trazodone uh, besides also anti-inflammatory. No, <laughs> but I could have used some with her. So trazodone, I, I, it didn't phase her in the least. It was like nothing. Um, you know, you'd think she'd be sore and hesitant. No, that dog wants to just go. So she's like, uh, so to keep her more sedate, I've had to take a strategy, which actually was a two-edged sword. It actually worked out for the, the better for me. Um, she needs to be exercised so she's tired, but in a controlled me manner. Too. I can relate. So, <laughs> so I've been taking her for walks, and I think I told you the last two days, each day I've logged in six and a half miles That's with awesome. her. Um, so she's taking you for walks. She's taking me for walks. And uh, yeah, so it's been good because I've been meaning to start. And it kind of was that jump start. But yeah, that dog is. She's going to grow out of it. She will. She will. She's like our other. But uh, that's been my week. So I've been a, a dog sitter for. And demos. And demos, yeah. Demos have been great. Um, it's been good working on a lot. There's a lot of exciting things that we can, uh, that are steadily getting lit up in the demo environments and uh, even just some of the stuff in our production environment that I like where I'm able to access Copilot and some of those other, uh, those other pieces. And yeah, it's just amazing. But those are, that's another talk. So this week, though, we want to talk about employee listening. And this, I know this is something that you touch on all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's also a subject, I think, near and dear to my heart as well, because we're talking about this week is recovery week. Mm -hmm. Recovery week. And part of the impetus for something like recovery week is? The employee signals and the feedback. From our yes. yeah our um, we have a we do our annual survey they do it twice a year it's called employee pulse not and to be confused with Viva Pulse with Viva Pulse something different and we'll talk about that yeah but um, yeah so Satya and Kathleen Hogan our CHRO and our CEO mm -hmm. um, did a town hall yesterday just talking about kind of the year and, yep. and what's coming and and they shared um, you know feedback from this, the employee pulse survey yeah. Um, and so it's we have a really high response rate to that survey because our leadership takes it really seriously and actions on that feedback. And so That's key. it's really important. And um, I think it's part of that feedback flywheel that we've talked about. Yeah. Where you're just kind of, it's part of our employee listening strategy. Um, there's other components of it, like Viva Insights, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. example. But the fact that, that they respond and they use that to kind of anchor in, you know, changes and yeah. and, and reorgs that we need mm -hmm. and to help kind of align with what people are are wanting and feeling and what's working for the business is really important. 
And, and it, I think what's important to me, like I always, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, just this idea that it's kind of a loop, right? Because it's always circling back. There's the, you know, the listening or measuring, mm-hmm. right? And we do that both with insights. Mm-hmm. So you get all the objective data, like I'm logged in on my computer. and right. I'm the doing passively, that's passively collected. Passive mm-hmm. collection, right? So you don't have to change anything. You're just going about your work and it's, it's, it's collecting all of that yeah. data. And it's a huge data set mm-hmm. that really gives a look, but then it doesn't give the whole picture, but then right. they use Glint. Glint. Mm-hmm. Um, Viva Glint now. Viva Glint, Viva yes, Glint. Viva Glint. We can say that now. It's our engagement survey, and that's... And that's how we do our employee signal, pulsing. Pulse signals, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and they, they do some other things, too. I mean, they actually do um, a random sample of 2,600 employees daily. Yes, I get um, that a lot. Yeah, I do too. And so they can kind of keep a, a, you know, another way of uh, measuring over time just to make mm-hmm. sure that they can action on anything that comes up that's really like cause for concern. Yeah. Or, you know, things are changing dynamically yeah. in our world. Um, and so just making sure that employees are okay and checking in regularly. And I like how they call it, Paul, I mean, not to be confused with Viva Pulse, but because they're keeping a pulse on the org. Right. And I think it's a, you know, that's something when I've talked with orgs about, it resonates because again, it's that whole idea of measure, communicate, then they communicate what they've uncovered mm-hmm. so that you know that they're not, you know. Just ignoring it, yeah. doing it for optics. Yeah, and then they, they she, Kathleen actually shared some of the levers they were going to pull mm-hmm. in order to respond appropriately and drive the business forward in a way that made sense. Based so on, they act. Yeah, so they act. And, yeah. and it's all about pairing those Viva Insights, you know, passive data with the sentiment data that's self-reported yes. from Viva Glint. Yep. Um, gives um, leadership an opportunity to, to pull the levers that they need to mitigate an issue or to you know, improve on something or to even recognize a bright spot and mm-hmm. then, hey, how can we replicate that to other parts of the business? So. That, and that's important, right? Because you, you don't want to just dwell on what's not working and what, what do we have to change, but really also on what is working, mm-hmm. where are we seeing good things and let's amplify that. Mm-hmm. But it's, I love how it really is that kind of circle effect, you know, measure, uh, communicate, act, measure. Yeah. It's just a constant iterative wheel, and uh, it's kind of like how we create software. We build the software, iterate. we test the software, yeah. we learn, and then we do that cycle. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to think of it that way. Same um, way. Same approach. And it, you know, for orgs too, it just makes good sense because if your employees are happy and productive, it's not just that we're all happy and sitting around, yay. I mean, they're they're talking about you know they do have to, and we're not going to get into particulars, but there's hard issues that our org has to wrestle with, yeah. just like everybody else in this economy and things rapidly changing. But they do it in a manner that's you know they're open and transparent. Yes, that's so important. So that yeah. builds that builds trust because yeah. there is a lot of trust in our culture and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Satya, our CEO, talks about how he focuses on our culture and our mission. Those are yep. the two most important things that he and the senior leadership team meet regularly and discuss. And 
um, present to the board, and they went into a lot of detail around um, the thought and guidance and the regular check-ins. Yeah. Um, and it was really helpful. So, uh, yeah, encourage everyone to, to listen. If you if you didn't catch it, it's it's uh, available. So when we, you know, you know, talking about all that and how we're doing it, you know, if you think about what are some examples and, and concretely how can orgs be looking to implement something like this? Mm-hmm. Well, they can start with a hypothesis they want to test mm-hmm. and then, you know, do a pilot. You know, so select a pilot a group, of pilot of Viva Insights. Yeah. Um, you can't do a pilot of Viva Glint. And I think Correct. most yeah, most organizations have some way of doing an engagement survey. Mm-hmm. Um, ours just happens to be really um, it's really it's driven by AI, and so there's a lot of ways that you can also pair those in, those uh, things that come out of that employee engagement mm-hmm. survey with the passive data collected from right, right. insights. So we have a lot of parallels there, but yeah, obviously, um, just making sure that you're checking. And when you get the employee engagement survey back, then what do you do? You know, you want to respond in some yeah. way. You want to let people know what you heard, what we've seen and heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, what you're going to do about it, you know, how you're going to take action. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are really important. Otherwise, a lot of people won't even respond to the survey. I mean, we're over-surveyed, right? Yeah. Do you, are you over-surveyed? I'm I over-surveyed. get surveyed all the time for stuff. <laughs> for everything. But for the corporate stuff, I do take the time. Yeah, And me it, for me, I'll tell you one of the best examples that really hit home with me was in the beginning of COVID. When uh, I and I still remember, I had customers. You know, I was covering teams at the time still, and I had a number of customers. I remember being on a call with. Uh, it was a hospital, and they had no telemedicine presence, mm-hmm. and they had just gotten word that the local schools were going to be shut down the following week. Yeah. For and there was I literally had physicians on the phone screaming. You know, not screaming at me, but this, you know, just they were, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't know the severity of what thing. It was just that whole unknown and real fear. And they were like, we have to have things going. So myself and a bunch of other, co- I mean, all my colleagues, right? We were all, we were hamsters on a wheel going full bore, trying to get all these hospitals telemedicine using Teams and how can they do this and still be compliant but get the stuff out. And some of it was literally, we didn't have all the pieces in place. And so it was building the airplane as we flew, right? We were really good at that. We were putting (laughs) on the blog where this podcast goes on the blog, we literally were putting, you know, use at your own risk sample code that other TSs like myself were coming up with and saying, hey, if you do this, and if you take Power App and do this, and beep, 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 it was like, you know, just straight, it was Thank MacGyvering you for doing it. That. Thank you. But we, it was, but the, the point is, they were monitoring. So at that time, I don't, it wasn't Viva Insights, but it was, uh, what did we call it before? Workplace that? Analytics. Workplace Analytics, yeah. which we had purchased, and they were monitoring the signals mm-hmm. organizationally, and it wasn't just us, it was across the board, right? The whole right. company stuff was going on and I'll never forget what made an impact it was when they came out and said we uh, we see what's happening we know many of you are putting in 
much longer hours to meet our customers and help with this crisis and blah, blah, blah. And they were, so they were monitoring, then they communicated, and then they came out with actionable pieces per, you know, our previous communications about this. We're providing you with extra time. Oh, yeah, we got the wellness days. Wellness days. Oh, that was huge. We are encouraging your managers to do the following. And then management, our immediate management, like my team uh, paired up with another team, and our managers said they took one hour a week, midweek, to give a break. Mm -hmm. And they blocked it off and said, you cannot meet with customers or anybody. It's a team meeting. And they had us reading Dare to Lead and talking about it. Oh, from Renee Brown? Yeah. It was like oh, a book club, Brene though. Brown. That's so And it nice. was, you know, going through and having yeah. these discussions because they said, look, we're going to pull you off that hamster on a wheel. Yeah. Give you a time to go. <sighs> yeah. But it was measure, communicate, and concrete action. Right. And that was huge. Yeah. You're making me, you're giving me an idea. I want to talk to our team about maybe doing a book club. That sounds fun. Book clubs. Yeah, you know, we used to do the happy hour thing and that kind of phased out, mm -hmm. right? Um, we also had done that, that yeah. got implemented. It was fun at first. Yeah. It was fun for a while. Yeah, yeah. But, but a book club would be nice now. And it's coming up with different things, but you know, it goes back to that whole, if they weren't measuring, instead of getting ahead of the curve, They'd have seen the curve, which many of our customers did and came to us mm -hmm. because then they were getting hit. Once people got into the whole work anywhere and hybrid and remote, mm -hmm. they started losing employees yeah. and struggling because... Really, yeah, that was a huge problem. Right? Attrition. Attrition. And they weren't sure why. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. So that's a big piece of it. Some of the other stuff I think that... Uh, is very interesting is looking at um, and it, it it has become unfortunately such a loaded word because of politics mm. on all sides people getting blah, but DE&I mm -hmm. is important diversity equity and inclusion and and how we're looking at that and how we're measuring it yeah and the effect well we can measure inclusivity with Viva Insights and it's hard to measure inclusivity mm -hmm. I mean you have these plans and strategies yeah. in place, but actually measuring if they're taking, you know, the right, uh, having the right impact is really important. And you can do that. But the other thing is, Mike, and just politics aside, yeah, we know from our data and research, and we have known for a long time that diverse teams are much higher performing, they're much more engaged, right. and their output is much better. And so we end up, you, you're much more profitable mm -hmm. by having diverse teams. And we know that from our data. And so it also protects you from blind spots, yep. from groupthink. And Kathleen spoke about that yesterday. I mean, there's such a, there's so many like business reasons. You gave have. a great example about what? Oh, uh, oh, so one of our, one of our big um, <laughs> values at Microsoft is accessibility, right? Yeah. And so, in order to build, you know, accessible, accessible software, which is diversity, right? Right. Which is, which is in, you know, building for a diverse audience, right? Right. We have to have people across the spectrum, like we need blind software developers that's a, that's to, to make software, yeah. create software and technology for, yeah. for blind people. 
um, or or visually impaired people. Mm-hmm. And that's just one example, yeah, of how we um, you know have all these employees that are diverse so that we can build um, the best tech for the whole world. And, and if you're and really that's where I think the, the big thing is is when we're looking at that whole diversity and are we including people, right? Mm-hmm. Giving them that equal playing field so that they can get involved and, and draw them in. Looking at that, like it can be simple disabilities. It could be the background that you came from. It can be a whole wide range of things, but we all bring different ways of seeing, of experiences, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of following up on that whole, how that really affects accessibility. Something that we've had, and I show this all the time, and customers are like, what? I get called on a lot to do SharePoint stuff just because... Because well, you're the SharePoint guy. Because I've been doing... And everything's built on SharePoint. Everything's Teams is built, built on, on SharePoint. That. So it's, Mike, but, you're like a but, gem. But SharePoint, one of the out-of-the-box features that I show, uh, corporate comm, I'll, I'll say, you know, in something you get out of the box, and I'll click. There's a little uh, icon that you can click so that it's it takes any post out of the box and it bloop makes huge letters for the visually impaired, and there's a, a the option to go click and it will read it to you. Oh, I love that. So I I list I read an article this morning um, while I was getting ready that had that um, option to listen, you know, to someone read it. It's so handy. It's very driving, handy. Not can... even just accessibility because right. of a you know an impairment, but prag. Yeah. Pra- yeah, absolutely. But we do that, and I think that's an important part. And so the the two elements, like you were saying, of insights and glint mm-hmm. allow us to really query the workforce to find out, number one, you know, are we diverse in, in our inclusion of people within mm-hmm. the workforce and within our development processes? But that goes without saying for any org, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're developing things for... You know, like we have medical device companies. Right. We have payers, insurance companies. Mm-hmm. How are people accessing those services and and getting the the things that they need from different backgrounds? Or are you groupthink? Right. One way, which then excludes a whole market share. And then, yeah, totally. And then there's like succession planning and talent and skills planning ahead succession for planning. succession planning. That's a huge one. The king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> the queen. The queen is dead. Long live the queen. So, um, yeah, just so that you can make sure that you are tracking according to those plans. If you have plans for certain groups mm-hmm. to be included in leadership at some point in the future, well, are you are they getting visibility? Are they getting time with you know senior leaders? Are 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 groups being yeah. treated equitably and included in all right. of these things? Or is it the little that, mojo club? Right, we keep right. it all right. Which again, you, so we're not going to pick on their name, but earlier we were talking about an org, mm-hmm. very large company that for many years was it. Yep. They were it. They're no longer it. No. Um, and a lot of it had to do with... Lack of diversity. And lack of, like you were saying, 
uh, also bringing perspectives, outside opinions, and, and yeah. even grooming people, right? Because right. it was power. I want to hold my power. Right. So you had all that. And you know what it got me thinking of right now? What? The difference between, um, you know, you think about great empires from many years ago. So you had, there was like groups like the, the Mongols with the Mongolian Empire. There was Alexander the Great. There was the Roman Empire and stuff. And the ones that lasted for long tenures yeah. did exactly like you said. They may have had power, but they, they had processes put into place to make sure they were pulling people in, mm -hmm. grooming them on the hows and the whats, and they, they were doing things in a manner that perpetuated the empire slash the company. Wow. The ones like Alexander, Alexander the Great, probably the greatest conqueror, one of the greatest ever, right? Spread out all over. The second he died, fraction, mm. and it was gone. Yeah. The empire, the Mongol Empire, uh, after, uh, not Genghis, Kubla, his son, after Kublai Khan passed away, so what's an example of one that lasted, that did that got it right? The Romans the lasted Romans. over a thousand years yeah. because what did they do? They put into place systems and processes. Um, the, the British, are, I mean, they've been ongoing forever. It's not, we, we always like to say England, but it's actually, the, it's still the British Empire because they rule small, I mean, it's much smaller and condensed, but they've had things in place that have has it transformed and changed over the years absolutely right we had the magna carta and all these things to transform but they had processes to continue that succession mm -hmm. right whereas you look at a lot of other places again without that i mean we're a great example the united states we put into process do we have our faults? Absolutely. Yeah. But there are, I mean, every, we all do, right? But we've put into place systems and processes to ensure that despite all the things that we've had, just like every country, you know, throughout history, we're the longest running democratic form of government in world history. Yeah, so we've got something right. By a lot, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Checks and balances. Checks and right? but but the thing I, I, I goes back when we get back to what we're talking about companies. I like that idea not only of you know making sure you're diverse because it's just makes business sense, but it also affects your company's longevity because if you're looking to grow, you're looking to be inclusive and bring people in then you are developing the next round of leaders. You're develop you're not like the old Microsoft. Right. Like we're in the tech world, we're a dinosaur. And we've completely yeah, yeah transformed. Satya in twenty fourteen when Satya became our CEO. And and Kathleen talked about that yesterday about the work they did with, you know, um Carol Dweck, who wrote the book Mindset, mm -hmm. and how they really wanted to, to change our culture from a culture of know-it-alls to a culture of learn-it-alls based on a growth mindset approach. And we've done it. And it's, you know, and it's a continuous, it's just thinking about that continuous involvement yeah. and improvement and testing and learning, and it's never fixed. So, right. you know, it's, um, I was listening to the article I was talking about mm -hmm. earlier that I listened to this morning, 
it talked about how people get stuck in these traps of thinking that you know success is fixed and versus thinking about that they're continuously evolving yeah. and growing and learning and um, and kind of getting away from that you know perfectionist thinking or mm-hmm. that um, kind of um, uh, you know based in just in um, and not understanding that it's it's you can literally learn anything you can train it learn mm-hmm. it um, and evolve and so just treating yourself like that first and also you know that's how we work as an organization. organizationally yeah. and I think you know go again I think back to like when I first started and they used to pitch the teams against each other yeah, like competition, competition. A, a good friend of mine um, one of the people who was you know, help bring me on board. I remember he went back to Redmond, this is back in the old days, and I flew out for a, a, a week-long uh, thing I was at out there, and I uh, we went out for dinner, and he told me, he was like, Mike, there's not a week that goes, and he was manager. Uh, he said, there was not a week that goes by that somebody doesn't go into my manager's office and pitch to them why they should have my job. Oh, that's so imagine, scary. imagine that. But I mean, think about the way we've transformed, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of orcs have not. They're still into right. that. Well, that pitch that people. company, that massive company yeah. you mentioned earlier, that was very much part of their culture too. And now they're not massive anymore. No. no. So yeah. that's not a not a long term strategy for success. And it also doesn't feel good. Like, it doesn't feel, to feel good. like that at work. I love going to work, and you know our our managers have a great like we have the model coach care mm-hmm. um, kind of leadership right. and guidance that our managers practice, and it's it's really really helpful and supportive, and it does help build a culture of trust and um, taking feedback and giving feedback and learning yeah. and and growth mindset. So growth mindset feels a lot better to go to work. It's cool. Is your friend still at Microsoft? He is not. Yeah. He left. Back before the Satya, before those, before all that. You know, a lot of people have started coming back that left before. And they've, you know, I work, there's someone yeah. on our team that, uh, Noah Eisenberg, she's awesome. She's a GBB on our team that came back and really enjoys it. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it has changed quite a bit. But, I, you know, I go back to, I'm just looking at our board up here, you know, the whole idea of, again, how do you do that? So, what we talk about when we talk about the employee kind of bringing it back is when you're looking at the employee experience, improving the employee experience so it benefits not only the employees, but the org, right? Right. So that we're all improving and right. rising up. Viva Insights, mm-hmm. the ability for managers to be able to get insight into their teams. That's Viva Pulse. And then we didn't talk about that. So, so Viva, bring that up. Yeah. So Viva Pulse, um, and it's going to be coming out pretty soon. Yeah. And it's a way for managers to do um, quick check-ins on their team. In fact, my manager, Kara, just used it recently. Yeah. She wanted to just kind of take a check and see how we're doing. And it was like two questions. And the mm-hmm. questions are all like research um, and science-based questions. Like they've been researched. Mm. Um, and so, and she selected a couple questions. Yep. And so it literally took like three minutes to respond and it's anonymous. So yep. our privacy is protected. 
Um, but they, just like Viva Insights. Just like Viva Insights. Right? Yes, de-identified and yep. it's aggregated. But she was able to check in and see how we're feeling. You know, um, you know, where it was like a week ago towards the end of the year. Um, you know, just want to make sure y'all aren't overwhelmed and what you're feeling. And like, and actually, the response was they ended up moving our. We we're going to have a, ki- a kickoff for mm-hmm. FY24 meeting this week that got pushed, and we got a quiet week of yeah. no meetings. And so I think that was in response to the to the pulse. So it's a way that managers can just do a quick check in and get that feedback right then. You mm-hmm. know, really quickly. And um, instead of having to wait until the you know the employee poll surveys come back right. that are more formal right. and incorporate everybody, so yeah, so that's that's coming soon to the suite, yeah, and uh, will be really helpful. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I got access to it. Did you? Yeah, for some reason, it work thinks I'm a, I'm not a manager, but I have access to all these manager tools. You manage the pulse. Teams, um, and it is. It's very. It's very simple to set up the pulse, which I appreciated because I can pulse. You know, a group that I'm working with. Oh yeah, that's and, nice. Maybe we can show that next time we uh, meet with a customer. You can show them. Yeah, that. absolutely. It it is very cool, and it is stupid. I like to call things stupid simple. Stupid simple. I think that's what you're going to say. You know, where our minds are going, I like when it comes to that, I don't want to have to think too much, but I do want to know. Yeah, and then there's an art to creating and a science to creating questions that aren't biased, that are going to lead to, you know, um, giving you um, like candid and correct feedback. Right. And so that's, those questions are available for for managers in our Viva Pulse product. Yeah. And so you pull all that together. And then you can improve not only your employees' experience, but if they're improved, you're improved as a manager. As a manager, as an org. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's important, especially as we're moving forward. We're we're hitting, you know, we're talking about AI a lot, which a lot of people uncertain time. I mean, it's uncertain to people, right? right? Mm -hmm. And and I totally get that, and. But, you know, the ability to keep tabs on your employees, because still, a, an org is only as good as its employees. Right. We, we are the org, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that, 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 that does not go away. That still continues to be important. Mm-hmm. Most and important asset, your people. Is your people. Yeah. So something to think about. So uh, with that... We're not going to be around for a while. Yeah, we're going on vacation. We're going on vacation. So I'm heading to Alaska, and you are? I'm going to go see some concerts and ride my bike, and uh, yeah. So we're going to be off. We'll be coming back end of July, so a couple of weeks that we'll be gone. Um, but uh, Catch our other podcasts. This is our fourth one. And, so. and send suggestions. Yeah. I, I mean, I've gotten them. I didn't hit you today. I came close. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, suggestions, you know, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, on the blog itself, underneath, there's a comment section. But we would love to know, because when we come back, we're going to start booking guest speakers. Guest speakers, yes. We have some good, exciting guest speakers and... Yeah, that should be fun. That'll be fun. But if you have people that you would like to see, please let us know. Because, or, or topics you'd like us to cover. Well, great. Well, great.
So I guess that's it. Yeah. So from us to you, have a great rest of July. We'll see you soon. Take care. Have a great weekend.